The last thing we were discussing, we started in Mishnah about a person putting his Ayruv uh, in a closet and he lost the key. The Tanakhama says it is Ayruv, it depends if you know where the key is or not. And the reason we said it counts Ayruv because we go like Rabbi Meir, which says you could break this closet. And we asked the question that Rabbi Zira said you're allowed to break on Yom Tov and on Shabbat. And we wanted to say that our Mishnah is talking about Yom Tov. And we had a problem with what Rabbi Li'aza said, the uh, uh, if, if you lost it in the city or outside the city, and if it was talking about Yom Tov, you're always allowed to bring it. So we said the Brayta was missing words. That's the Hisurim Hasirah that we started with on Lamed Hay Amud Aleph. And we said if you lost the key, only Iruv uh, on Yom Tov, not Shabbat, because you can't break it on Shabbat. If you found the key in the city uh, on Shabbat, it doesn't work. And Rabbi Liazir says it does work if you found it in the city, outside the city it's not. And then Mahloket is the same Mahloket, Rabbi Shimon Rabbanan HaLegabe Tefillin, is the, all the roofs, all the yards in their city counted as one reshut. And can we circumvent that when uh, when we're trying to do a mitzvah like saving Tefillin, or in this case, getting your Ayruv. Now the Gemara wants to bring another explanation why, according to Tanakhama, if you uh, have your uh, your Ayruv in a closet and you lost the key, why does it still count as Ayruv? Why doesn't it count as if you and your Ayruv are in two separate places? Rabbah and Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef Here we're talking about a big closet made of wood. And it's about 40 uh, big, and you'll understand why I'm talking, uh, why I'm saying that a little bit uh, very soon. The more Savar Tanakama fell, holds Kelihu, it's a Keli, and there's no building or there's no breaking in in Kelim. Therefore, he is allowed to break it on Shabbat, and therefore his Ayruv is an Ayruv. more Savar and Bilyeza held, no. We're talking about a huge uh, closet, and it's an ohel hu. And since it's an ohel, you're not allowed to break it. And therefore, your ayruv is not, uh, not an ayruv. Now the Gemara continues and explains further that Ubiplukta de Hanetane, Rabban Rav Yosef, they are saying that Tanakama and Rabbi are in the same machloket as the following Braita. The Tanan Hikish Al Gabeshida Tevao Migdal Azav punched a big closet, and even though they're huge Kelim, Temein. Why? Because you move them. Once Azav moves something, they may, he makes it Tamein. And Rashi is uh, quick to explain that we're talking about he's wearing a glove or he, maybe he was holding something and that pushed it because uh, if he wasn't, just him touching it makes it Tameh Magat, tame by touching. So we're talking about there had to be something in between. But Rabbi Hamia and Rabbi Shimon Metaharin, they're Metahir. Now my love, aren't uh, Tanakama and Rabbi Hamia and Rabbi Shimon arguing that more savar kelihu, Tarakama felt that this big closet is considered a keli, and therefore when you move it, it uh, becomes tameh. Umor savar, and Rabbi Nehemiah and Rabbi Shimon both hold that it's an ohelhu, and therefore it's not mekabel tumah, a house can't become tameh from moving. And you have to say that Tanakama and Rabbi Li'ezra have the same mahluket if a big huge closet is considered a keli or an ohel. And the, the Gemara answers back, Amara Bayev, Tisbera, you tell me, is that the Mahloket if the Migdal is an oil or a Keli? Vahatanya, oil, 
you have a, uh, a tent or a house that is not uh, it's not connected to the ground well once you move it it's if you have a keli that is nailed down well and and sat uh, and it can't be uh, and it can't move even though the even though this tame zav punched it all day it's tahor Vikatane sefa and the sefa of that Mishnah said Vim Hayuni Sotin Temein which means if they were able if you're able to move them they are Tabe, which means even according to Rabbi Hamyan Rabbi Shimon and the Zeakla and what's the main rule? That if a Zav punched this uh, big keli or a tent, Venisat Muhammad Koho, and it, and this keli or this tent moved because uh, it was nice one big punch, Tame. It's tameh. However, mehamat re'ada, if this building or this uh, keli shook because the, I don't know, the Zav made some noise or he shook something or he jumped up and down uh, the floor right next to the where the, the big box is and that caused it to move. Tahor. Now, bottom line, what do we see from all this? That an ohel can be mekabel tum'ah. And you could clearly see that Tanakama and Rabbi Haman and Shimon were not discussing if a migdal is considered a kili or an oil. Ela Marabaye, rather Abaye said, alma." Whether it's Tanakama, Rabbi Shimon, everyone holds Heset Mehamat Kohotame. Moving, if the Zav moved this box, this migdal, or even an oil, if he moved it. Mehamat, then it's tameh. But if it's mehamat re'ada, tahor. But if he jumped and it just made the floor shake and that moved it, then it's tahor, even if it's a keli. Vehacha with this shida teva migdal, the big huge box closet. Bir'ada mehamat koho. Askinan, we're discussing a case where he hit the keli and it didn't move from its place, rather it just shook. Their mahlokit goes as, follow, as follows. Demor Savatanakama felt that this shaking is like moving and he's tameh. Umor Savar bin Haman Bishimon hold that this shaking is not moving and therefore it's not uh, it's not tameh. Uh, it's not called the moving. So now the Gemara is asking, What type of mahlokit do we have over here in Mishnah? What's the machloket between Tanakama and Rabbi Eliezer? If we're talking about a big keli that's uh, 40 se'ah big and it's like an ohel, then what's Tanakama's reason that the Ayruv is an Ayruv? Uh, you're not allowed to break it, it's, it's a bit, it's a, it's a big, it's an ohel. And if we're talking about it's a small keli, then what's Rabbi Eliezer's reason that says you're not allowed to break it? It's a, it's a keli and there's no stira in kelim. Abaye and Rabba both say, yeah, we're talking about a big keli that is like an oil. And it's bimanul uktir bimintna askin. And we're talking about that this uh, this big, huge uh, box, this oil, this closet has been tied, it's been locked up with a rope. And, and we need a knife to come and uh, cut it open. And it has nothing to do with uh, Binyan and Soter. Rather, what's the Mahlok? Tanakama Savala Kerebiosi. Tanakama holds a Kerebiosi. The Amar Kola Kelim Nitalin Beshabbat. You can carry anything, any Keli on Shabbat to do something that is Mutar. 
Chutz mimesar hagadol v'yatechel machlisha, except from a big saw or the handle of a plow. You know how to carry them because they're expensive. It's muktzeh mehamad hisaron kis. And the Rebbe Liyazer Sava, like Rebbe Nehamia, Rebbe Liyazer holds like Rebbe Nehamia. The Amar Afilu Talit, Afilu Tarvad, even if it's a shirt or a spoon, which you're allowed to use on Shabbat. Still, any talin tashmishan, you can only carry it for its own use. A spoon for a spoon, knife for a knife, and only for that specific use. And therefore, over here, you can't bring the knife to cut open the rope, since that's not what it's meant for. And Rashi now sums up the entire sugiya as follows. According to Tanakamas, your iruv is an iruv. Why? Because you're allowed to take that knife and uh, cut uh, the and cut that that rope, and, and therefore you and your iruv are in one place. And according to the Bili Aizer, you're not allowed to carry that knife unless it's for fooding, food cutting purposes. Therefore, if you find if the key is in the city and you could go bring it through uh, yards, through backyards until you get to, to this place, then the iruv counts. However, if the key is not there, you're not allowed to bring a knife and cut. And it's as if you and your Ayruv are not in the same place, and therefore it's not a good Ayruv. And just very interestingly, uh, Rabbeinu Hananel says that cutting the rope is the use of the knife, and here we're talking about you using an axe to cut the, the, the rope, it's something that's not usually there to cut ropes. Interesting. Okay. Next uh, Mishnah, Nitgalgel Chutzlathum. If the Iruv, I guess, got blown away by the wind or something, and now it's uh, more, it just that 2000 Amot line, it just passed it. And obviously, you and your Iruv are not in the same place. And the problem is as follows If the Iruv counts, well, now you can't go pick it up because it rolled out of the place. And if you want to say wherever the Ayruv ended up uh, is your uh, is where you did your Ayruv, well then it's past the 2000 Amot mark and I can't go get it. Or as Tosafot says it, it becomes even worse because once you pass that 2000 Amot mark, you can only walk for Amot. Therefore, Hachamim Wagozeh, that's not a Eruv altogether. So again, Nidgalgel Chutzatrum, if it rolls out of the original place, Nafal Alav Gal, if uh, I guess a whole heap of stones, a pile of stones fell on it, on Israf, or it was burnt, uh, or if it was Terumah, that piece of bread was Terumah, then it met and it became Tamena, you can't, not even Kohanim could eat it. If any of these things happen, Mibe'od Yom, al still day, it's not a Eruv. No, Eruv. However, if it already uh, sunset passed, the, uh, the, uh, the sun came out, since once it was mutar ben for me to do it, then it's allowed even afterwards. The ma'aseh of the kinyan shvita, me buying the, the shavut area, um, it, it happened already and therefore it's mutar. Ve'im safek, and if we're not sure, Rabbi Meir ve'Rabbi Umrim hamar gamal. It's like uh, it's like leading a donkey and a camel at the same time, and each one is taking you a different place. The donkey is usually in front of the person leading him, and the gamal, the camel, is usually uh, in back. So same to over here with the Aruf, since you're not sure, you don't have 2,000 amot that way, but meanwhile you don't have the original 2,000 amot either. So the only real place you could go to is from your house, to where the 2,000 mark is where the Ayruv is. You can't go anywhere else. 
Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Shimon Omrim Safek Eruv Kasher Safek when it comes to Eruv Kasher Amar Rabbi Yossi Abtulmus Eid Mishum Hamisha Zekenim Abtulmus testified in the name of five Zekenim Asafek Eruv Shekasher Now we learned in the Mishnah Nit Galgal Chutzlat Chum If it rolled out of the Chum area Amar Abad Lo Shanu Elish Nit Galgal Chutzlat Arba Amot That's only if it rolled more than four Amot after that borderline if it's only a foot or two away, no matter where you put your Eruv, you always have an extra four Amot, and those four Amot are considered a part of the border. Meaning it's as if there's an imaginary line that is four, that extends four Amot, and instead of putting it in the, for the beginning of the line, you put it at the end of the line. Now, going back to the Mishnah, Nafal Alav Gal, if a heap of rocks, of stones fell on it, it's not a Eruv, because you can't get it. We're understanding that if I could get it, it would still be a sur since I can't touch rocks. Rocks are Mukzeh. It sounds like a Mishnah is not like Rebi, the Ikerebi, because if we hold a Rebi, Hama Kodava Shumeshum Shevut, Logazru Alav Benishmashot, Mukzeh is the Rabbanan. And if it was like Rabbi, Rabbi is the one who said that anything that has to do with the Rabbanan, Shavut's the Rabbanan, they weren't Gozer, Ben Hashemashot. And the problem, by the way, would be is that up until now we want to say that it's going according to Rabbi. So the Gemara answers, Afilu Tema Kerebi. You could even say it's like Rabbi. Lotzricha. No, what are we dealing with over here? The Ba'im Marav Hatsinada. Over here, it's a little bit uh, very heavy with stones, and you need uh, shovels, you need hammers, you need to really do some work. And the Ritva explains you would have to do milachot uh, that having to do with Horesh, Bone, and so on. And the Gemara says, Utsrikhan, I need the Mishnah to teach us uh, both, uh, both Dinim, the one about, uh, about it rolling out of the, the 2000 Amot area, and number two with the stones falling, at it, uh, falling on it. The Itananit Galgel, if you would have told me that it rolled out, Mishum de Letagabe, because right now it's not in your uh, home, it's not in your area. However, if if it was only stones falling on it, the itegabe it's in your uh, it's in your area. Let it we should be it should count as Ayruv. That's why the Mishnah tells me it's not a Ayruv. And now the Itana Gal. And if you would have said only the part with uh, the stones falling on it, it's not a Ayruv. Mishum because it's covered. But if it rolled out, sometimes the wind will come and blow it back in. Let it be in Ayruv. Therefore, I need the Mishnah to tell me both things. Now, the Mishnah, the Gemara goes back to the Mishnah. Oh, Nisraf, if the Ayruv got burnt. Uh, or uh, the second case was if it was Terumah and it became Tameh. So the Gemara is going to automatically be asking, why do I need both cases? Lamali, so why do I need both cases? Tana Nisraf, we need the Nisraf, to tell me how uh, lenient Rabbi Yossi is. That in the case of the Safek, and, and, and the Aruv is not here, he's still Machshir. Vetana Terumav, Venitmet, and told us the second, the first case about Terumav becoming Tameh, that even if it's here, I could, I have the Eruv, still it's no good. And Rashi even goes a step further and says, you would have thought that you even have, uh, you have a Hazaka that it's kosher, because it was there, Ben Hashemashot. 
But still, Rabbi Meir is Mahmir. So that leads the Gemara to the question. Does Rabbi Meir really hold that whenever there's a Safek, we're going to be Mahmir, we're going to be strict? Someone who's Tameh went to go down to the Mikveh, he's not sure if he if it was a kosher Tevila or not. For example, he, he had a Hatzitzah, he saw the Hatzitzah afterwards, he didn't know if he was, it was there uh, when he was in the Mikveh or not. Vafilu Taval, and even if he was Tovel, Safek Taval Barbaim Sa'a, Safek Lotaval Barbaim Sa'a. He's not sure if this was a kosher mikveh with 40 Sa'a of water or not. Now, what exactly is the Safek over here? Um, Tosfot in his first Perush says it's a Safek Sveka, Safek, uh, did, was he Tovel, was it a good Tevila or not? And on top of that, was it a kosher mikveh or not? And the Ritzvah explains that we're talking about two separate uh, Sfekot. Sfekah number one is, was it a kosher tevilah? Sfekah number two, it was this a kosher mikveh. And the Gemara continues, V'chen shene mikvaot, two mikvaot, Be'chat yesh barbaim sa'a, Be'chat en barbaim sa'a, One mikveh is kosher, one's not. V'taval be'chat men, ve'no yoda be'ezem mehen, Taval, and I don't know which one I was tovel in, Sfekot tameh, uh, he is still tameh, right? He's uh, from Safek, he's still considered tameh. What are we talking about? All this, when are we mahmir when it's a tum'ah deoraita? In a case where he'd be like an ava tum'ah, whatever that, le- whatever, all the tum'ot on that level. Aval betum'ah kala, tum'ah derabanan, for example, kegon she'achal lochalin temein. He ate uh, food that was temein, the size of a hatsi pras. Veshata mashkin temein, and he drank liquid that was temein, the size of a revi'it. A person who went into water that was pumped or brought in by, let's say, a bucket. Or someone whose bucket of three lugin of water fell on his head. These are all Tameh Midrabanan that we learned on Masechet Shabbat in the beginning, Dafyud Gimel. And then the person went to the Mikveh. Safek taval, safek lo taval. Safek, did he go to the mikveh or not? Vafil taval. Even if he was tovel. Safek taval barbaim se'a, safek lo taval barbaim se'a. Was the mikveh kosher or not? Vechen shene mikvaot. And the same story with two mikvaot. Behad yesh barbaim se'a, behad in barbaim se'a. One is kosher, one is not. Vitaval behad mehen, venoda be'ezem in taval. Sefeko tahor. From safek, in the tum'ad rabanan, it would be tahor. That's that's an amazing chidush. Now, Stam Mishnah in general is Rabbi Meir. And it sounds like over here, in Tum'ad Rabbanan, Rabbi Meir would be Metahir in a case of a Safek. Now, Ayruv is also Medirabanan. And if there is a Safek like we saw in our Mishnah, he should also be Makshir Da'aruv Misafek. So why is he Mahmir over here? We understood that he's Mahmir. So the Gemara explains, no, Kasabari bimeir tehumin deoraitaninu. Rav Meir held that the anyan of tehum of passing two thousand amot is from the Torah, and therefore you have to be mahmir. Okay, the Gemara asks, okay, Kasabari bimeir tehumin deoraita. Does Rav Meir really hold that tehumin from the from the Torah? Vehatnan, but we learned, we learned in regards to measuring the two thousand amot border. From the city, we use a 50 uh, amot rope. One person holds one end uh, up against his heart, and the other person does the same thing up against his heart, and we count 2,000 amot that way. Now, if we reach a mountain or a valley that slopes less than 50 amot uh, from one side to the other, then 
will just hold the 50 amot rope over it. But if it's more than that, it's too deep, it's too, it's too high, what we do is we, we don't use a 50 amot rope, we use a 4, a four amot rope, and, for, and we'll go up the mountains for argument's sake, we'll go up the mountain, and this time, the one person will hold it against his heart, the other person will hold it against his feet. And we will uh, count the four amot, four amot, four amot, till we go over the mountain. So now, when it comes to, so we're asking, according to Bimeir, you hold Chomin Zeorait, we learned, in general, we use a 50 amot rope, ve'im, and if it's a 2D, and I can't use the 50 amot rope, over here, Rabbi Dostai Baryanai said in the name of Rabbi Meir, I heard that we poke a hole in the harim. It means we use a rope that's only four uh, amot long. One holding it up by his uh, heart, the other holding it up by his feet. And the leniency is the space from heart to heart would be much less. Here we're giving you a little bit extra room to get, to the, uh, to get more 2,000 amot. Again, this would be dealing with diagonal and slope angles. But bottom line is, we see that Rabbi Meir is the one who's being lenient, and it's a, and, and our understanding is that Rabbi Meir is the one saying that is deoraita. So you're being mekil on the deoraita. You're being lenient on the deoraita. And if you hold that Rabbi Meir holds how could you do? How could you use the four amot rope? Rav Nachman uh, said in the name of Rabbi Barabuha that we don't use the four amot rope if someone killed someone by accident and uh, he has to run to uh, a city that protects him we don't use so we have to count 2,000 amot from that city we don't use uh, we don't use that four amot rope when trying to measure where the, the, the dead body is by Arufa uh, we're not, we don't use the four amot rope either. Why we finish shel Torah and we have to be mahmir when it comes to Torah. And if Rabbi Meir holds the Humin is deoraita, then how could you use the four amot rope? So Gemara says, "Look, Asha hadide hadirabe." When Rabbi Meir, uh, Rabbi Meir personally holds that the uh, Humin is deoraita, and the Mishnah where Rabbi Meir said mekadrim use the small rope, and it sounds like the Humin is derabanan is his rabbi. Dekanami, and we could prove it. Dekatane, it says, Bezo Amar Bidostai Barayanai, Mishum Rabbi Meir Shamati, Mishem Ekadrin Beharin. Rabbi Dostai Barayanai said in the name of Rabbi Meir, that, meaning Rabbi Meir said over here, he heard that you could use the four Amot rope by the mountains, meaning he heard it from his rabbi, he doesn't hold that way. Shmamina. So now the Quran asks, Virame Deoraita, Deoraita, the Rabbi Meir. Let's bring a Deoraita versus Deoraita. Uh, against Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Meir is the one who said something in Suffolk. You're, you're, we're going to say it's Tameh. Here we have another Mishnah that says it's Tahor. We learned. Naga be'had balayla. person touched someone at night. Venoda im hai imet. In the morning he's dead. I don't know when I touched him. Was he alive? Was he dead? I don't know. Well, Mahar, the next day, Hishkim met. The next day I wake up, I see him dead. Rabbi Meir metahel. We're going to say that he was alive throughout the night, and only now he died. In every tumah, we're going to say, uh, right now, are they tameh? They were tameh the whole time. 
Now, bottom line is over here you have a safek tum'a deoraita. And Rabbi Meir is saying, oh, he's tahor. So the question over here is with the terumah, that we're not sure when it became tameh. Why is Rabbi Meir saying it's not a iruv? Amar Ebirmiyah, Mishnatenu, Shehaya, Adah, Sheretz, Kol, Ben Hashemashot. Our Mishnah is talking about a case where there was a uh, insect or one of the Sheretzim that are through Torah, the entire Ben Hashemashot, and he was for sure tameh. So then the Gemara asks, "Ihachi be'adem Rabbi Yossi safek iruv kasher." So then, why would Rabbi Yossi say it's kasher if it's if it was there the entire bench mashot? But I became tamei. So what's the question, Bichlal? Rather, Rabbi Rabbi Yosef both answered, "Amar Tavayu hacha b'shteki te'adim askin." Here we're dealing. Our case is discussing two uh, two sets of adim. Hatomert mi be'od yom mitmea. One group comes and says that the teruma was tamei mi be'od yom while it's still day. And the Iruv is good. Rabbi Yossi says two verses two, we're going to say it's Tahor. Rabbi Meir says two verses two, and we're going to say it's Tameh. Because according to Rabbi Meir, it's not a regular two verses two. It's, you have one Safek that it's uh, that it's Tameh, and the other Safek is that you have two, uh, you have two witnesses who are saying it's Tameh also. So it's like a sort of a double. But uh, Rabbi Meir would say that in regards to the the dead person at night, we're not sure when he died. You you don't have two idim uh, proving uh, that you're tameh. Now the Gemara brings another uh, answer to why Rabbi Meir says in one place safek tameh tahor, another place safek tameh tumah. By tumah deoraita, Rava Rava gives his answer. Rava Amar no, hatam tere hazake de kula. When it comes to touching that that guy at night, I don't know where he was. You had two hazakot, and it, to be to be lenient. Number one, he's alive, and number two is, I am tahor. So put that together. I've I, there's more of a chance that uh, we have more hazaka, we have more of a status of tahara than than tameh. You only have one hazaka that it was tahor before. But the problem is now it's tameh and it's safek when it's uh, good when it's uh, when it was when it was became tameh when it's good when it's not good, and one hazaka won't help you against two idim. We will stop right here. Baruch Hashem leolam. Amen. Ve amen.